In a world that tells us to chase personal perfection, there doesn't seem to be a place for fools. This fool is trying to work out where that leaves him. And you too, maybe. Because, let's face it, sometimes we're all just fools trying to be better. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Life is all about making decisions. Business, relationships, everything else. The question is always what to do with that myriad of choices on life's great menu. True enough. But decisions can be really hard to make. Not for me. Really, it's easy for you, is it? Yes. No matter how difficult the decision. Yes. So, let's say you're on a train. It's a rainy day, water everywhere, pools of it in the, in the fields. The tracks are greasy. You're sat right next to the train driver. Why? You just are. Okay. In fact, there's nobody else on the train. Just me and the driver? Yes. And then, then the driver loses consciousness. Why? I don't know. You try to revive him, but it's no use. He's not coming round. Now, it's just you alone in charge of the train. Scary. It is, yes. In front of you, the track divides into two. You can't stop the train. You can, if you wish, choose in which direction it goes. It's already going to the left, but if it stays on this course, it'll plough into five workers who are working on the track. It'll be too late for them to react. All five will be killed. But if you choose to push a button and send the train to the right, there's one worker repairing that track. Again, he'll have no time to react and he'll be killed. What do you do? If I let the train carry on its current track, five workers will be killed. If I send the train to the right, one worker will be killed. Easy. Send the train to the right. Did you say easy? It's regrettable, but the only decision to make. Are you sure? Yes. This is a famous thought experiment devised by Philippa Foote and Judith Jarvis Thompson to examine the topic of morals. It was actually about a tram, but I changed it to a train. Trains go faster, a bit more dramatic. So you said it's an easy decision. Send the train to the right where only one person was killed instead of five. Yes, regrettable, but the only decision to make. I'm not a murderer. It's not something I want to do, but it makes sense. You say you're not a murderer. Of course I'm not. One school of philosophy would say you are. By touching the controls and sending the train in a certain direction, you've performed an action which makes you complicit in the death of another human being. But if I don't touch the controls, five people are going to die. Yes, they are. But you won't have killed them. But by doing nothing, I'll have condemned them to die. But you won't have taken an action that will have contributed to their deaths. That's the difference. The question is, is it ever right to carry out an action that kills another human being? 
even if you're saving other human beings. I see what you're doing. Over the weeks, I'm the voice in your head that asks you tough questions. You're trying to get your own back. But it's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? It's all about morals. I'd still send the train to the right. You would? You'd actually touch the controls and cause that person's death? I think so. If I didn't freeze. So there's a chance you wouldn't make the decision at all? Well, people panic in this kind of situation. I don't think I would, but I don't know. Well, yes, they do panic. Okay, it's a tough decision. You've made me feel uneasy. You win. I'm not trying to make you feel uneasy. Just trying to make you think about the subject of decisions. I'd still send the train to the right. Would you now? You sure about that? Yes. We're going to come back to this. I'm going to make it even harder for you to make that decision with a new variation. Oh, really? Yes. I'm not a murderer. We'll see later on. I'm not. Chino or a flat white? Hurry up, there are people behind us. A cappuccino or a flat white? Can I help you make up your mind? Here's the problem. Lots of cafes don't make cappuccinos properly. It's my favourite drink, the cappuccino. But a lot of cafes make poor cappuccinos. They make them more like lattes. They just put too much milk in them. A cappuccino with too much milk in, it's a latte. And I hate lattes, hate them. Now, I've never been to this cafe before, so I've no idea whether they make great cappuccinos or cappuccinos that are actually just lattes in disguise. So what do I do? Order a cappuccino or order a flat white? How do you feel about the flat white? I like flat whites. They're okay. I'm not crazy about them. I mean, I'll order one and enjoy it, but I always have this tinge of regret that I didn't order a cappuccino. You could order a cappuccino, and if you don't like it, you could ask them to change it. But then I'd have to give a reason. Tell them the truth. You want me to tell them that I think cappuccinos should be made in a certain way? Tell them that I don't want to offend them, but this is not the way to make a cappuccino. Tell them that I want them to make me another coffee, even though they've already just made me one. If you put it like that, yes, that'll make you look odd. I'm going to order a flat white. It's easier. What if they don't make that correctly? You can't mess up a flat white. Although I'm still not 100% sure what the difference is between a flat white and a cafe au lait, but... Hey, that's a different issue. So, you're ordering the drink you least like? Yes. At least you made a decision. But I'm not happy about it. Well, you could order one of each. That's an idea. An expensive idea. True. But I could just do that in cafes I don't know. What will you do if you taste the cappuccino and you don't like it? Drink the flat white. 
Yeah, but what would you do with the spare cappuccino? At least give it to somebody? After I've sipped out of it. Use a spoon for the first taste. And then approach a stranger asking if they want a free cappuccino. Yeah. They might freak out and think it's a distraction before I rob them. True. How did coffee get so complicated? Good point. I'm just going to order a filter coffee. Probably for the best. We're back with the train. Yes, we are. I told you I was going to complicate things. I'm ready. You had the choice not to do anything about the train you were on and five people working on the track would die. Or you could change the direction of the train and it would only kill one person working on another track. And you thought that was an easy decision. Not an easy decision, but there was only one choice to make because one person would die instead of five. Precisely. And you said that even though you changed the direction of the train, you didn't murder that one person. No. Let's change the situation slightly. You're now not on the train. I'm glad about that. Deciding on people's fate was exhausting. We're not finished with that. You're standing on a bridge. The train is about to go under the bridge. There's only one track. Ahead of the train, past the bridge, there are five people working on the track. Not the same five people. It doesn't matter. They should realise by now that this is a dangerous track to be working on. And these five people don't hear the train coming. What a surprise. There's no time for them to react. Can I send the train in a different direction? Maybe by waving at it? No, you can't. You're standing on the bridge, watching it about to go under the bridge. And anyway, this time it's one straight track. So they're done for, the five people? No, you can save them. Standing next to you is a very large guy. If you push the guy off the bridge and onto the train tracks, he will stop the train. The impact he has with the train will obviously kill him. But the five people working on the track will be saved. Do you push the guy off the bridge? Actually, physically push him? Yes. You said he's a very big guy. It might be hard to push him off the bridge. Yes, but you can do it if you want to. Do you push him off the bridge and onto the train track? No. Why not? That would be murder. But the end result would be the same as last time. One person would die instead of five. Exactly the same result. Because I'd be doing something. I'd be pushing this guy. But you were doing something last time. You were pushing the button to change tracks. But not physically touching another human being. So... You're saying it's not the end result at all that matters. Well, yes and no. You have to take that into account. But, look, I don't know. It's tricky. I thought you found making decisions easy. Okay. 
So the truth is, no, I don't always find it easy to make decisions. I mean, this thought experiment is a bit extreme, though. But yes, decisions can keep me awake at night. Sometimes you're your own worst enemy. Why not just admit that decisions are hard? I've got another twist for the thought experiment coming up. Can we leave the train behind? We're not going to be on a train. Hurrah! Wanted to get it right Trying to find some balance in my life I never really put up a fight And now I'm losing sleep What if I lost touch? What if I'll never get it right? I try to follow my heart But I lost it somehow Wish that someone could say Some people find it hard to make decisions. Doesn't everybody find it hard to make decisions? I think most people do, but there are some who just breeze through their day making lots of decisions and they find it easy. Do you know the number one obstacle people face in making their decision? What? It's the pressure to get it right. Well, yeah, well, what's the point of making a decision? The point of making a decision is to make a decision. That's all. Remember that first variation of the thought experiment I gave you, where there were five people on one track and one person on another track, and one of the options was to do nothing. Do nothing so you didn't affect the outcome one way or the other. Yeah, but you said that stepping aside wasn't really stepping aside. Exactly. Not making a decision is still making a decision. You're just deciding not to decide. And people do that a lot. The pressure to get a decision right overwhelms them and they freeze. Or they think that the stakes are so high, they're better off sidestepping the whole issue. But what if the stakes are really high? Make that part of your decision. Take it into account but don't run away from making a decision. Life is about making decisions. If you put off making it, as we all know, it'll only come back tomorrow. But what if I want to make better choices with my decisions? That'll come with practice and being kind to yourself. If you make a decision that doesn't turn out so well, forgive yourself. Why is it important to forgive yourself for making a bad decision? Because we want to encourage you to keep making decisions. If you're hard on yourself, you might stop making decisions altogether, and you don't want that. Only, don't forgive yourself if you don't make a decision in the first place. Otherwise, give yourself a break and move on to the next decision. It's still difficult. It can be, yes. But a good tactic is to give yourself a time limit. It can be 30 seconds, a day or a week. But schedule it if you need to. Say, I'm going to make this decision at this particular time and then move on with your day. Don't give the decision a chance to dominate you. Like deciding between a cappuccino or a flat white. Now that's a really important decision. Luckily, 
there's a built-in time limit on that. To begin with, I must have a coffee of some sort. My body demands it. It's a decision that has to be made. And secondly, when I reach the front of the queue, time's run out. I have to make a choice. Final part of the thought experiment. We're not on the train. No. We're in a hospital. This isn't about to get gruesome. No, but it takes the decisions you were having trouble making to the extreme. So now you're a doctor. Me, a doctor. I know, it's unfortunate for your patients, but you're a doctor. Okay, have I got the white coat? You've got everything. The white coat, the stethoscope, everything. Okay, I'm ready. There's a very healthy patient in front of you. Say he's in the hospital because he's broken his arm, but otherwise completely healthy. There are four other patients. They all need transplants to survive. One needs a heart transplant, two need kidneys, one needs a lung. Do you kill the one healthy patient and use his bits and pieces to help the other four survive? Of course not. Even though the result is similar to when you switched tracks with the train, so you only killed one person instead of five. Not doing it. Not killing the healthy person to save the other four. Well, of course you're not. No sane person would. But these thought experiments are fun. They make you think, don't they? They do. I'll give you that. And no matter how difficult the decisions you have to take, at least you probably never have to make these kinds of decisions. You'll never have to decide which track the train should take and which people it should run over. So every decision from now on is a really easy decision and you're going to have no trouble giving yourself a time limit and making that decision. I've made a decision. What is it? I'm never getting on a train again. You've been listening to Talking to a Fool by me, Mark Capel. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. And if you want to support it, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe even visit talkingtoafool.com. Music was by Megan Wofford, Van Sandano, Gamma Skies and Cody High, courtesy of Epidemic Sound. This is a Sparky the Creative production. Thank you so much for listening.